Welcome to the Master Your Genius Podcast with Keith Cornies. Listen in and learn as he coaches entrepreneurs to master their genius. Here's your host, Coach Keith. Hey everybody, how you doing? It's Coach Keith here with Master Your Genius number 10. Wow, Katrina Amaral. The takeaways in this one are going to be so important for you to understand what it is that I do in my coaching that unlocks the genius of my clients. She's going to talk about how she put herself in the ring, how she decided to not stand on the sidelines and complain, but to put herself in the ring. She talks about her connection to God and her purpose and why she does what she does and how being focused on that has created a neurological loop in her head, the reflective loop that she focuses on every day. She talks about what she does in her systems. She talks about how that's impacted her marriage and her business. She's the number one realtor in the Fraser Valley. And six years ago, that wasn't even in our thought process. And in the last six years, she's going to talk about focusing on the action she took to get her results instead of focusing on the results. It's a powerful, it's impactful. I hope you really enjoy this. Have a great lesson. Hey everybody, how you doing? It's Coach Keith here. Welcome to Master Your Genius, episode 10. I am here with one of my long, long-term clients, awesome lady. She has a great real estate business with her husband. She's going to tell you all about that. And we're going to get into, again, mastering your genius, what you've done, what she's done to build the number one team in the Fraser Valley. Right, Katrina? Yes. How does that feel? Amazing. Right. Yeah. From where we started to where we are, and now you're just yeah. like... You don't feel like you have a glass ceiling, right? Exactly. No, no glass ceiling. Awesome. So what we're going to do today is why don't we just get started? Let's get into it. Mm -hmm. Why don't you just quickly introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about yourself, things that you feel is important about you and your passions, that kind of thing. So yeah. So my name is Katrina Amaral and I am a servant leader, wife, wife to Neil, mother to three children, six, eight, and 11. And yeah. I am also committed to making a positive impact in our community and also being part of my community and also church. I am proud to be Catholic and I'm mm -hmm. proud to be very active and involved to my parish. You also headed, created a school. Yes, I've been part of um, building a school um, from scratch. And now there's about 240 children in that school, Wow! over two dozen staff, which I'm so honored to have been part of that and interviewed every single one of them up to recently when I, I had to like let, let that part go. But step yeah, down, yeah. but you created it and yes. it's, it's a really good testimony to who you are. You know, you work hard, you get a lot of things done. Like the beautiful thing about coaching you Katrina is, is I never told you what to do. We accessed your genius. You come away with what you do. I'd come back a week later. They were all done. And so the slow growth to being number one and selling, I think, 200. How many homes did you sell last year? We sold 223 homes right. in 2019. And we yeah. figure we impact about 10 people per home. So that's like 2,000 lives impacted, yeah. which, is, which is brilliant. Mm -hmm. What I really want to start off with today, which is uh, I only have like all my clients, they will learn their purpose. They will learn how that impacts their genius, how it impacts their reflective loops, which mm -hmm. we're going to talk about. You, Bernadette, Jody, Leah Bach, some of my clients... They really decided that 
they know that this is what their purpose is about Mm -hmm. and they wake up in the morning focused on it and they go to bed at the night focused on it. Mm -hmm. When we first met and we did the real core breakdown and we got real, you know, to the, to the part where we got kind of deep, your purpose was to be the best child of God you could be. Mm -hmm. Right. Can you just say what that really means to you? Like, what does that mean? Being the best child of God you can be. To me, being the best child of God I can be means that every day I, I just do my best. Do my best and not be complacent and always looking for ways to grow and improve and be a better person for myself and for the people around me. And then we broke it down to where we realized through your work, you wanted to be the servant to God and you wanted to make a positive impact in the community, right? Mm -hmm. Yes. So tell me what that really means to you. Like, I know that you sell real estate and people buy homes and sell homes, but it's more to you than that. Yeah, basically when it comes to being a servant of God and being the best that I can be, and I accepted and realized real estate is actually the avenue. I don't have to be doing something else that seems bigger because this is what my talents are. This is where I'm good at. And I use real estate as the avenue to be the best child of God I can be. So the learning is you thought you had to do something bigger to make a bigger impact to be the best child of God you can be, right? To meet the community. Correct. What yeah. you realized is, is you are making an impact in people's lives, which brings us to the next layer, mm-hmm. which is you love to create security for your family, your employees, and the people that work with you. Correct. Can you tell me a little bit about what that means? Creating security for my family and the people around me means doing good. And in, by, by doing good, by doing the best that I can, taking great care of my clients, it will create security. I'm not focused on the results. I'm just focusing on what am I going to do to add to that, to continue to create security. As a realtor, what am I going to do to help this client right now help achieve their goals. It's, you know, what are the things that small commitments that I need to do and small actions that I need to guide them in order to get to where they want to go. And you speak from your heart Mm -hmm. and your mind. You use your genius because you're really good at negotiating. You're really good at real estate. You're really good. Like you have a lot of wisdom around that. So let's go into what we call the reflective loop, which Mm -hmm. is, you know, some people call it a neurosynaptic loop. It's a programming, the the neural highways in our brains from the beliefs that we had. Mm -hmm. We had a pre-chat before this and mastering your genius. One, by being focused on your purpose and those layers of that purpose, you're now focused on that every day instead of where you used to be focused on results. Mm -hmm. So can you tell me the difference between being focused on your purpose and what that's done for you as compared to being focused on the results, which everyone does because the brain wants to measure results, right? Yes. So what happened there? What did you learn and how did you learn that that was going to be more impactful for you? The learning is that I realized I cannot control the results. Mm. I can only control my actions. Mm -hmm. I cannot control the outcome. It's the actions that lead to the outcome that I can control. And mm-hmm. so being true to myself, staying true to my purpose to be the best child of God I can be means did I do everything that I can to get to that result? And then understanding that, okay, I've done everything, accepting that everything happens for a reason. And if it's meant to be, it's going to happen. It's just surrendering. And at the end, it, the only thing I can really control is my action. Well, interestingly enough, because I know as you had this growth, we had a couple blips along the way, Mm -hmm. right? (laughs) And we had those 10 minute phone calls where you were like, 
oh my goodness, right? Because there's out of 223 transactions, I think last year maybe one or two mistakes were made. Seriously, they were only the big mistakes that you were really worried about. And you wanted to take and put all your energy in how we fix these mistakes. And what we learned was we can implement an action or a system after the mistake to stop it from happening again. We -hmm. have to accept the mistake. I'm aligned with my purpose. I was in no way being off path. I really mm-hmm. wanted to impact their life. It, it, it didn't happen because of, you know, when you grow, you have growth. There's going to be, there's going to be, pains. there's going to be yeah. pains, right? Yeah. So that was an excellent learning. So let's talk about you. And now you're saying, Keith, I don't focus on the results. I focus on the actions I can take because those are within my control. I'm curious about the outcome because that's another conversation we had mm-hmm. for goal setters out there that always set their goal. Mm-hmm. You know, you want to set the goal to have the structure to build your business, mm-hmm. which we've done. Mm-hmm. And yet we're also curious to see how much we can do above that goal. Do you know yes. what I mean? Yeah. And you're also curious to see, you know, it's almost like dreaming, isn't it? Would you say it's dreaming or what would you say it is being curious instead of defining everything? When you're curious, you're just curious. You're not too attached to the results, really. Mm. You're just wondering, oh, what could happen, right? Like, I wonder what could happen if I do this and being curious kind of, takes a little bit of pressure mm-hmm. out of trying to get to that result. Exactly. And so you see what we're talking about is you're a purpose-driven person who wakes up every day in the reflective loop of how can I make an impact in people's lives? How can I create security for my family? How can I be the best child of God I want to be? You go out, you sit down. What kind of routines do you have to choose the actions you take on a daily basis? So how do you know you're taking the right actions or what are you doing? Would that be the plus one-ing or what would that be for you? Well, a lot of the things that we've implemented over the years working together, and mainly for me, it's the routine of like, you know, the Focus 30 2010 mm-hmm. and that you teaching us that and spending half an hour every month, 20 minutes every week, 10 minutes every day planning what's going to happen next, right? So I have the book and I just write every every night. I do my best. It's not perfect. But every night I prepare 10 minutes for the next day. Mm-hmm. And I have my routine set up where I pray in the morning. I wake up early in the morning and just have my my three key things that I need to do for the next day. That you planned the night before? The night before mm. as to what's important. So what does that do for you? Like, let's just talk about how you feel when you put the journal down and you planned your next three things and you go to bed. Do you feel like you have anxiety about the next day? Or are you worried? Like, what happens with that? Like, on your growth with your team, has there been times when you felt anxiety and, and overwhelm and burnout? Oh, absolutely. Okay. I mean, it, there's anxiety. If I don't plan my day, I actually get really anxious. If mm. I don't do my prayer, I don't. I get anxious because I just have this uncertainty. And it's, it's one of the things that I battle when I don't stay in alignment with what I need to be doing. Mm-hmm. And so I... Did I answer your question? You did. Yeah. It was really good, actually, because you used the word uncertainty mm-hmm. and you used the word anxiety. Mm-hmm. So when I'm uncertain, I'm anxious. So mm-hmm. to create certainty... I have my routines. Yeah. I do my 10 minutes where I plan my three big things for the next day. Mm-hmm. I wake up in the morning. Mm-hmm. I do my prayer. I do my morning routine. I already mm-hmm. know my next strings. So mm-hmm. guess what? By creating certainty, by doing that planning, the anxiety turns into calm. Yeah. The number one thing. Oh, there we go. This is important. <laughs> <laughs> this is the important message. And it's awesome that that timing came because when we're anxious, right? The number one thing in being a great business person, entrepreneur, salesperson, realtor, mortgage broker, whoever you are, is you need to be 
calm and confident, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Not anxious and insecure. Mm-hmm. And so anxious and insecure comes from lack of knowing, lack of planning, not knowing the outcome, not having faith, thinking yeah. that you're in control of everything and this is going to be bad or good. You know, recently for me, you know, I'm blessed to know you and Bernadette and also Amy, who is a consultant that I've hired for AIM Coaching through mm-hmm. Loney uh, Financial, which has now got me connected with God on a different level, which is mm-hmm. awesome because for me now, I feel like a couple of things. I have a sense of um, contentment. Mm-hmm. I have a sense of I'm not alone. Mm-hmm. So as I was renovating the space that I'm in right now mm-hmm. and spending the money and incurring these costs for my business, instead of thinking, oh my goodness, how am I going to pay these bills? How's it going to work out? I realize I'm not alone. I do have a partner in this. The partner is a lot wiser than I am. And all I need to do is be connected to that to access my genius. So, mm-hmm. you know, that access to God allows you to be your best. Mm-hmm. You know yeah. what I mean? Surrendering. What I noticed over the last few years, too, is one of the changes, the turning points is that I surrendered. I just accepted that I am loved by God. I am who I am and uh, just accepting who I am. I don't have to pretend to be someone else. Mm-hmm. I don't need to be aiming for that. My insecurity before is that lack of education. I mean, to me, yeah, I have a diploma in business administration. I do not have a degree. And I've been, you know, I've been told by people who have masters and all that. Oh, you must have had, you you didn't go to university, mm-hmm. did you? So it's always been an insecurity. Also around the language, right? Because yes. English is your second language. Correct. So English. you had insecurity about your language as well. Yes, that my you've accent, overcome. my language. Right. Yeah, I, I have. And the lack of education. Yes. Oh, my goodness. I mean, that right there is the recipe for unsuccess, isn't it? Yeah. Right. Oh, am I good enough? Right. We've had some amazing experiences. Like one time you walked into a room and there was another realtor there and you felt intimidated by her. And right. Yes. And so, you know, what I'm loving about what you're saying here right now is, can I ask you a question by accepting yourself and surrendering? How's that affected your marriage? Oh, dramatically. It's been like, you know, accepting myself already improved our marriage because of the fact that I don't have to pretend I don't have to be to feel um, the perfect wife I, yes because you know the Betty Crocker mom the Betty the, the, yep. the housewife kind of idea because I'm not domesticated that's the thing I accepted it and since I accepted that uh-huh. and Neil has always accepted me yes. for who I am, but I yes. wasn't the one accepting me That's for right. who I am. And so I'm the one judging myself for not being the wife, the typical wife that people think I should be, or yeah. I thought I should be. Yeah. When I accepted that, our marriage improved dramatically. And so here's what I want you to know is Neil always loved you, but you mm-hmm. couldn't receive that love because you didn't love yourself mm-hmm. in accepting yourself and letting go in being curious, in surrendering, mm-hmm. in noticing, and the work that we've done about aligning with your purpose, that's not where it ends. We also know your core values. Mm-hmm. And we also know your gifts, Yeah, why you are good at what you do. So that takes away the education and that takes the language away because now we focus on what you are instead of what you aren't. That was a yes. big shift. Yes. So let's go to the next big shift. The day that you realized that you wanted to put yourself into the ring. We're in a coaching session. You're yeah. talking about a competitor who was number one, and we weren't even close at the time. Not even close. No. And I said, Katrina, either you get in the ring and fight, or you stay on the outside and do nothing. And that was the day you decided to get into the ring. So tell me a little bit about that process, that day, or whatever comes to mind, and how that changed everything for you. 
Well, I clearly remember that day because I still remember it. Like every time I remind myself the date we turned things around is yeah. when I got into the ring. It's when I lost a client to someone else who our clients are not ours. Right. But no. then I've nurtured this the relationship with this client three years nurturing. They've attended our events. I, I made my recommendations. They followed my recommendations, but they listed with someone else because <laughs> they felt that the other person was more credible than I am because he's doing more marketing than I was. Right. And I thought I'm better. Like I have more experience. I've nurtured my relationship. You followed my, my advice. They advised you something else. You followed my advice, but you used someone else. And so getting in the ring basically is just not, at that time, I was waiting for this person to fail. Mm. Uh, I, I said, oh, six months, they're going to be gone. They won't, mm -hmm. they won't do well. And then, oh my gosh, they didn't. So, you know, and then I started like, you know, having those revelations through personal experience of losing uh, a client. And so it hurts because I care so much. And I know that the care that I gave and, you know, that I put into that relationship was I put my heart into it. Mm -hmm. Right. So. So the positive intention of not going into the ring was not getting hurt, not getting hurt, right? not spending money, not right? investing in my business. Right. Because at that time I had the belief, oh, I work by referral. These people were actually referred to me yeah. and I work by referral and or referral only because that's only. a coaching model that you were working before that worked for you that got you to a certain level, but you had a glass ceiling. Correct. Yes. Go ahead. Yes. And then no money on advertising. I took pride in the fact that I don't spend money on advertising and it actually hurt me at mm. that point because I needed to be seen by my clients i needed to be marketable and i needed to show my clients that i can market myself to prove to them that i can market their properties well and right if anybody's going to buy anything there's a comparison model mm -hmm. so if someone's going to buy i said this the other day to a client here have this coffee they drink it and i go okay that'll be 100 please and they've drank the coffee so now they got to pay me the 100 mm -hmm. they needed to ask what they were going to pay for that in the beginning mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So when you know that everyone's charging the same amount of money, basically, mm -hmm. and the people have to compare you to somebody, are you comparable? Have you given them enough information to compare to the competitor? No. Yeah. The credibility, basically, <clears throat> it's perception. The mm. perception is that people, when they see advertising and they, they think it's good, they, they, when they see people, when they see enough of them, like, you know, on TV, bus ads, bus shelters, it looks like, oh, he must be good. She must be good because they have a lot. Yeah, the perception is your yeah. reality, right? Yeah. What I put out there, right? And this is why it's so important. Now you'll see this, right? What's the perception of people when they know, because you stood on a mountain and said, I want to make a positive impact in the community and create security for my client's life. It's in your marketing. Mm -hmm. It's in your webpage. It's everywhere, mm -hmm. right? So now what's their perception of you? With those words, what we call value-based mm -hmm. marketing, which we have done for years now, mm -hmm. which is why you're number one, because mm -hmm. you believe in your value, yeah. you know your value, and you sell your value. It's like, why wouldn't you use me is the question instead of like, what have I not done, right? Yes. And so the confidence level, and by the way, you are a great leader as well. Let's transition into leadership now. Mm -hmm. So me watching your growth, you know, let's, let's give everyone a little bit of a timeline. I think over the last six years, you went from 30 to 40 sales and a, a good income to now 220 sales. And this year is going to be even more. Yes. 
and what you did was we we had trials and tribulations in building your team, didn't we? Oh, lots of trials, lots of learning experiences. Right. Yes. And what are some of those learning experiences that you can share with others that are in business that are looking at hiring people, that are looking at working with people? What would you say is the key? And let's just talk about your longest members on your team now, I think almost two years, a year and a half, two years, VJ and Rob. Yeah, they've so, been with us for three. Three years. Three years what do yeah. you think as a leader is something that you've done for them that's helped them become better in their lives, put in the ring, they're, they're selling mm-hmm. amazing amounts of real estate with mm-hmm. you. What do you think is what are some of the leadership things that you implemented to build such a great team? Well, one of the things is that being open, mm-hmm. being open to communication and giving them the voice and mm. allowing that opportunity and helping them feel comfortable to talk and, you know, have a voice and give them that sense of knowing that they they do, they can talk and they can say what they want to say. They can contribute. They can contribute. Mm-hmm. And also having the difficult conversations. I think that's the biggest one is just when we know there's something that doesn't feel or sound right or something that you feel you know, it, you just know, Oh, I don't, as soon as you're afraid of a conversation, that's a conversation. That's the one you have to have. have. Yeah, exactly. You have to have it yes. for success. Yes. If you don't have it, then you might as well no. just, you're just going to find that you're just not going to push through. And it just becomes this, you know, you get into this negative thought, negative process, then you go below the line, yeah. you know, and that's one of the key things too, is knowing whether or not we're above or below the line and, and seeing that in our team. And when, when we know that it's someone's below the line, it's just, you know, approaching them and talking to them if everything, what's going on and trying so to quick, help a them quick out. update for everyone out there below the line is below the line of communication with ourselves and others. Mm-hmm. And if we're at a zero, that's fine. But if we go negative one, negative two, negative three, we get the result of that. Mm-hmm. Basically we go into the emotional hijack. Mm-hmm. The amygdala takes over. And we're mm-hmm. narrowed down. We now are reactionary instead of responsive. Mm-hmm. We now are more we're argumentative instead of agreeable. Mm-hmm. We are closed-minded instead of being open. Uh, yeah. We're predicting a negative outcome instead of being curious. All the things that you've talked about here. Mm-hmm. So you have a tool that you notice when you have a feeling and that feeling has you below the line that you have mm-hmm. to have a conversation. You lean in. You have the conversation. And then how do you feel after that conversation? It's like a big weight lifted off your shoulder, right? So, I mean, actually, that's a breakthrough. Every time we have the difficult conversation, it always leads to something bigger, better. It always turns out good. Yeah. That is a breakthrough. Mm-hmm. And it's the number one most important thing that I would love to tell you, but you have to learn on your own because, mm-hmm. right? Yes. When you take knowledge that a conversation as we have, you put it in and you take that action. Your wisdom mm-hmm. is, Wow. Every time we have this, we have big breakthroughs. And that's mm-hmm. what I want you to know. It's not like the little actions that accumulate. Mm-hmm. For some people, you having the courage as a leader to create a space and facilitate a conversation that's difficult with respect, love, and care, and with the intention of creating security so you can make a positive impact, so you can be the best child of God you can be. Mm-hmm. is giving them a venue. It's giving them a structure and a system that they would never get on their own. And that's what leaders are supposed to do. Mm-hmm. They're supposed to be brave, yes. courageous, and caring. Mm-hmm. Brave enough to invest in their business. Courageous to have the hard conversation and caring to do it in a respectful way. Mm-hmm. And that is something that I want you to know is what you have as a leader. You're caring, brave, and courageous. And because of that, the people that come around you, they mm-hmm. get that voice. 
You're not worried that if they have a voice, they're going to they're gonna become better than you. You want them to become the best. And then you create a, a culture of security and they stay with you. Mm-hmm. Like if anybody out there is listening and they're in a leadership role and they don't understand what I just said, they need to go watch this again and again. They need to see my podcast. They need to mm-hmm. go back on Purpose Driven Realtor Program, Purpose Driven Life Program, because you are a str- an extreme example mm-hmm. because you've had massive success and now you're even going to the next level Mm -hmm. all because of what we're talking about here and everyone's like well where's the magic pill where does she spend her money what does she spend it on (laughs) do you know what I mean yes that's what they're looking for right yeah so when you hear all that how would you kind of sum that up what's the takeaway when I kind of give that back to you I know it was uncomfortable I could see that you didn't like me complimenting you (laughs) and that's okay because that's that's humility yeah and humility Keeps us quiet, and that's why you didn't put yourself in the ring before. Because yeah. you were being humble and quiet. Now you're being proud and loud. Right? Yes, yes. Aligned with purpose, yeah. with respect. Mm-hmm. Okay? So you're not being arrogant or pushy or any of that stuff. Right? Mm-hmm. So when I gave that all back to you and it was uncomfortable, you heard it. But what was the first thought that comes to your mind when you hear all that about your leadership and why your team is where it's at? I think it's just more of being open to open to learning and I've learned a lot from you, you know, with my leadership skills and being able to listen and follow through what, you know, what you tell me to do. We don't tell me what to do, really. It's more of you allowed me to discover my genius, like, you know, listen to my heart. The thing is, is every time we go to this place mm-hmm. where I compliment you, you go to uncomfort. I'd lose it. So I speak kinda... from your heart, not from your mind. <laughs> speak from your heart, not from your mind. We've done a lot of work together. Yeah. I've helped you access your genius. Yeah. Right. You now realize that this uneducated person with English as a second language mm-hmm. is got skills and, 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 and you've been able to lead and create security. Mm-hmm. You're a rarity, my friend. You're in the top 1%. You are a doer. You get everything done. Mm-hmm. You, you do the life wheel. And yes. what I love about your life wheel is, is you put a cross in the middle yes. to make sure that your life wheel and your actions align with God, yes. which is always this laser focus, Yes. right? You've shared a lot of really great wisdoms here. And, I, and when, you know, hopefully maybe you'll listen and, and like your voice and <laughs> not worry about what it is, but you might even learn from you because, yeah. you know, you said you just had a breakthrough, which is every time I've had the hard conversation, we've had big results. Yes. That breakthrough is wisdom. Mm-hmm. And now that wisdom is going to allow you to have those conversations easier. Mm-hmm. So I'm excited for your future and you have a dream. Can you share maybe what that dream looks like at all? Like, what does it look like when you go to 300 sales and you impact 3000 lives or we go to 400 sales and you have this team that you've built and now you've hired some great people. And mm-hmm. we're now getting them in our process of our culture of being purpose-driven, mm-hmm. right? When they all get on track and we have five buyer agents, purpose-driven, advocates for our purpose, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And Neil is now, you know, Neil's become amazing too. Hi, Neil. How are you doing? Like, yeah. <laughs> I, we got to give Neil a shout out, right? Because, oh, absolutely. He's, I mean, he, he, without him, I mean, I, I'm the one who's, who jumps at everything. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, my personalities, I'm always curious. That's... Sometimes it can be, it's a curse and a blessing, right? Because I'm always curious. And 
with Neil, he kind of, he's the one who kind of, wait a minute, wait a minute, let's think about it. How, how high are you jumping? And, you know, but it, it's a good balance between me yeah. and him. So without him, I, I don't think we would be where I we think, are. I think, honestly, for me, watching the two of you, you know, your marriage gets stronger, your leadership, for sure, you're both on the same page, you're both purpose-driven. The big learning for Neil was when he actually acknowledged his wisdom, the oak mm-hmm. tree session we had. Remember yeah. that? Mm-hmm. And then now, you know, he's a leader and he's helping with the buyer agents and he's doing like he's he's a leader with you now. The two of you have really come together. You should be really, really, really proud of what you've accomplished because you are accomplishing your purpose mm-hmm. and you are doing it through real estate. And for mm-hmm. people out there, you're being of service like a minister to his flock mm-hmm. by taking care of each individual person mm-hmm. with the quality of care that you give. Yeah. I mean, people would be crazy not to hire you. Oh, well, I, we do our best. And I know that, you oh, know, well, for, what was that? we what do was our that? best. <laughs> well, I, I also learned to believe that people do things because they think it's better for them. Mm-hmm. It's not about me. It's about them. And you taught us this, that when people behave the way they do, it's because of them. It's not because of you. So you don't wear other people's stuff. And, yes. And the beauty of it is, is, and we're going to wrap up here, you know, mastering your genius is my philosophy. Mm-hmm. And we're showing people how you have broken through your glass ceiling in life. Mm-hmm. You know, the limiting belief that you needed to be that kind of, I forget the analogy you used, but now you're just being Katrina, the best wife you could be and you're, mm-hmm. and you're strong in your marriage and. So, you know, uh, wrapping up, thank you for, you know, the insight. Thank you for your compliments to me. I would like you to get more comfortable with compliments (laughs) to you. So, you know, when I ask you what your dream and what's next is, there's really no limits for you, is there? No. And I just look back when you asked me that earlier. Actually, I was thinking of the, the, the feeling I had last year when we set the goal for 2019 was 175. And we thought that was crazy. 175 homes sold and families helped, uh, you know, achieve their real estate goals. And we thought that was crazy. And, but we let go of the goal. We just put it there. So we know where we're going. Mm-hmm. Then we took action and then we surpassed it. Like yeah. that's a great a lesson, lot. right? Because sometimes goals can be the glass ceiling. Yes. If you set a goal to build a business, you can trust to perform that goal mm-hmm. and take actions to do so. You're actually going to go beyond that goal. If yes. not this year, then next year. But And for you guys, right, mm-hmm. that limitlessness has given you the success that you've had. Yes, not thinking about it. Like, so when you asked me, I kind of had this weird, like, oh, my gosh, anxiety in a way. But then I reminded myself, I brought myself back and said, remember, just take action. Keep putting one foot forward. Move plus yourself one above the line. Correct. Plus- Mastering your genius, not allowing your thoughts to control your life. Yes. Well, thank you so much, Katrina. This is awesome. Thank you. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the Master Your Genius podcast. You can rate and review this episode on Apple Podcasts. If you haven't already, please subscribe to Master Your Genius. 